One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, I've just come back from the first foreign holiday since the plague stopped everything. And I'll tell you what, I've forgotten how much I can't stand people. Aren't people the worst? Don't people just get on your tits? Very specifically here, when I say people, I obviously mean the English abroad. Absolutely fucking unbearable. If I have to hear another dad in a terrible shirt shouting slowly, Has it got ham in it? I'll tell you what, it'll have fucking crushed glass in it in a minute if you don't ask for it nicely. And the audacity, I tell you, just to walk into everywhere you go and demand everybody speak English. You know, not a please or a thank you, because, oh yes... Gary, these people ain't got better things to do with their time. They've got to actually learn a fucking language because you want to spend 12 euros in their pub. And then the icing on the cake, you have to share a fucking plane home with them, which is an environment to test the patience of a saint. And they are fighting over how far their bag is from their seat and they're huffing and they're puffing, all because they brought a seat with extra legroom that they think they fucking chartered the plane. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. Oh, hello, season eight, and welcome back, weirdos. Shout out to the lurkers, LTLs, FTCs, ATT crew, and you at home, whatever that means to you, listening to this. Welcome back to the party. Uh, oh, if you've been before, oi, oi! <laughs> and if you're new around these parts, stay a while. It will make sense soon. That is a lie. It won't. It, no, it never makes sense. On today's show, tons of first-time callers, the great ATT gravy debate. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know how I feel about that. And food for a broken heart. There you go. So, me again. Oh, no. They keep, they keep trying to get rid of me. Keep trying to replace me with other people. But I joined a union, so fuck them. <laughs> My name, as ever, is Scotty. And I am still, just about, actually... <laughs> holding on <laughs> to myself and this. <laughs> Everyone say kiwi to Tim, Maya, Kat, and of course the lovely, very glamorous producer Deb, who actually, FYI, I found out this week as one of those standy-uppy, city-downy desk things. I think they call them a healthy desk. Fuck off. How's a desk healthy? I'll tell you what, we were on a Zoom call with each other. She was up and down, up and down. One minute I'm talking to her forehead, the next minute, well, you put it together yourself. (laughs) I think standing's overrated myself. Anyway, discuss. Listen, how it works is, 
for some stupid reason, I give you, the general public, my telephone number. And what you're about to hear are the thoughts, rambles, and heavily edited, may I say, heavily edited opinions <laughs> of people who don't know each other, who've never met, but who, like you, were once just listening and now they're talking. And um, some of them won't fucking shut up. <laughs> I have no idea what's about to be said, so you are genuinely getting my initial response uh, to the proceedings. So, I mean, just lower your expectations about this being entertaining, okay? (laughs) No one said it would be helpful or engaging, so don't put that pressure on me. Thank you very much. We're just here killing time. Now, (laughs) important notice before we get going. This season, I'm going to be coming to you live from España. That's Spain in Spanish, okay? I'm going to be coming to you live. Very cultured, don't hold that against me. Now, we're having a bit of a holiday especiales. So, I want to know about your favourite places to go in the world, because I'm going to record the show whilst on my holiday, so we're going to do like a holiday special, okay? You can see what we're doing here. I want to know your favourite places to go in the world. The more niche, the better. You know, why not tell us to come and visit where you live? Or or why we shouldn't? (laughs) I also want to hear about your holidays from hell. Have you ever had a holiday romance? How did that end? Come on, let's be honest. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have ended. I mean, if any of you's listening have held down a relationship, I mean, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> if you've had to go to the clinic after a long weekend in IB, for, I, I'm all ears, okay? So, you know what to do. Open up the WhatsApp and send me a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420. Right, enough from me, producer Deb. Let's rip off that plaster and sign our lives away for another two and a half months of waffle. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. It's Nathaniel in Manchester. Just calling to um, ask you, what's your beef with Gravy Man? Oh, hi, Nathaniel from Manchester. I'll tell you what my fucking beef with gravy is. It's you fucking northerners. It's part of your, like, cultural identity. You think it's like a personality type. You know, it's like Disney gays. You know, like those gays that watch Disney films and they think it makes them interesting. It doesn't. It's just wet juice for chips and potatoes. I also don't understand the mentality of spending ages making a potato delicious and crispy. I need to make it soggy and horrible again. Okay, those are my opinions. And I will stand by them, okay? And I'm really okay with that. Gravy is not an identity, Nathaniel. Hi, Scotty. Hi, everybody. Long-time listener, first-time caller. My name's Vic, or Vicky. Let's go with Vic. So, gravy. I've got really strong opinions. I can't do it. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. I can't get excited about it. I am from the North and it's a source of great shame for my family, but I just, I can't get on with it. It's the reason why I can't face pies as well, because there just might be gravy lurking in there. You just don't know. That's probably a sign of some deep seated trust issues realistically, isn't it? But yeah, gravy, no, it's a big no for me. Don't get it. And do you remember when people used to have chips, cheese and gravy in school? Like, was that a thing in your school? Because it was a thing in my school. And it's the reason why I had to eat my sandwiches in my form room, because I couldn't even be around it. Weird flex. But the best after school tea, and fight me, has got to be turkey dinosaurs and alpha bites. To this day, if I am having a spectacularly shit one, 
and I go to the art store or whatever, I will still buy that for my tea with the sole intention of the nostalgia will lift me at least a little bit guaranteed every single time. But now because I'm a big girl, I can write swear words in the alphabets because, you know, I'm allowed to do that now. I'm interested to know what other people's thoughts are on gravy. I want other people to join me on the gravy hate train. Oh, hello, Vic. Lovely for you to actually give some balanced opinion here, other than Nathaniel kind of bringing the aggro as we're starting the new season. Now, I completely agree with you. I think gravy is kind of overrated, actually. Now, let me just clarify my feelings on this. I don't despise it. I just despise how other people have it, okay? They have very thin gravy. I tell you what, there's something that doesn't happen in my life. Thinness. (laughs) Very thin gravy. And it's more like they cover the whole plate in it. You know, like when someone like, oh my God, I'm just getting, oh, uh, I'm making myself feel sick. About, you know, if you go to somebody's house for tea and, like, they've put gravy on your plate for you. Disgusting. How rude of you, actually. I prefer you just to spit on the plate. And, like, the food, like, peas are floating. <coughs> just, it's too wet. It is too wet. Um, now, when you said about the pies, I can really relate to this, okay? Because my dad's a cockney, right? So I'm no stranger to a bit of pie and mash. Now... Pie, mash and liquor, which is essentially like dirty dishwater that they've mixed in with a bit of potato. Don't get me started on that either. I don't understand if you've got gravy in a pie, why you would want to put more water on top of it. Are these people just like wet food mad? Now, turkey, dinosaur, people, Twizzler, all of those things, we just weren't allowed. Oh, they just were never in the house. So as an adult, I have a very alluring (laughs) relationship with them. So when I go to my local supermarket, I'm always like, I quite fancy. Do you remember Smiley's? Those bit of (laughs) potatoes cut with smiles in. Honestly, they were literally just to try and make poor kids happy. (laughs) So Vic is opening up the debate. What do you think about Gravy ATT, listener? Hi, Scotty. Producer Deb. Tim, Kat, Maya, it's Clara calling here. I saw on Instagram that you put a call out to discuss our thoughts on gravy. So I thought I would just drop you a message to say that gravy belongs on three dishes. And that is a roast dinner, sausage and mash, and toad in the hole. And there's absolutely no limit to the amount of gravy that you can have on those dishes. But I can't think of another circumstance in which I would have gravy, Um, especially not with chips. Um, And I know you haven't asked about curry sauce, but I love curry sauce with chips. But I wouldn't have my chips swimming in curry sauce. I would just have the curry sauce in a pot on the side and I would dip my chips in. So there's my thoughts on gravy and my unsolicited thoughts on curry sauce. Thanks. Hi, Clara. Now, look, I feel like I quite like the specificity of where you think gravy is allowed to be. Although I do think, I don't know, that's kind of gone the other way for me now. I feel the rebel in me is like, well, I'm going to fucking pour it on a sandwich. (laughs) That's a terrible idea. Dipping gravy for sandwiches. That's a thing, isn't it? I mean, look at me just being inventive here. I don't even like it. I want to pick up on this curry sauce business because I know people are very much, particularly in the north of England, oh, they fucking love a curry sauce with chips. And it's always in the same way that you say, 
always on the side. I think curry sauce from a chip shop just tastes like kettle water. There you go, I've said it. It just tastes like kettle water. It tastes... It's too hot as well, okay? Because when you've got a plate of chips in front of you, I don't need the condiment to cool down before I'm given permission to eat the potato product, you know? And also, like, if you've got salt and vinegar on it already and you've got a bit of mayonnaise on the side, come on, I'm a nice person. You can have mayonnaise. I like a bit of ketchup as well. Sometimes, if you're feeling fancy, you make that pretend sauce that you have with prawns. What's it called? Mary, Mary, uh, you know, ketchup and mayo just mixed together. Because, you know, it's quite nice to treat yourself, isn't it? Do I want curry sauce with it? I don't know. I just think curry is quite an abstract thing to have with fried fish. Do you know what I'm learning about this podcast is that most of you sicken me. (laughs) My favourite after school tea was either um, one of those pot, you know, those pot baked baguettes you get and you have to finish cooking them yourself. One of those with a tin of spaghetti hoops um, and then you dip the bread in the spaghetti hoops. Or when I was really little, my mum used to give me slices of apple and crackers with Dairy Lee on it which did the job. And as for my thoughts on gravy, gravy is such a big thing in my family. My grandpa's nickname was Grandpa Gravy. And as a result, I now have a tattoo on the inside of my arm, which sometimes gets mistaken for an Aladdin's lamp, but is most definitely a gravy boat. Happy to send you a photo of it if you want. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake, more gravy. Is this the fucking gravy episode, Debbie? For fuck's sake, you know my fucking thoughts on that. Anyway, I would love, I would love, please, please, can you send us your Aladdin gravy tattoo? Please, can we put it on the Twitter and the Instagram? I would, after the term P.O.D., I would absolutely die. I love that. Do you know what? Ten points, actually. Well, round of applause. Do you know what? I love an abstract tattoo, so well done. You know those half baguette things? I never knew what they were called, cause, but when I was very, very young, I used to think we were the most exotic people because my mum would be like, go get one of those out of the freezer. <laughs> now, dear listener, if you were too young or too rich to have grown up in a house where these feel exciting, let me paint a picture for you. It's like the kind of the hardest version of a baguette, cut in half. Cut in half. And I think they were called footers or something like that, weren't they? They don't sell them anymore, I don't think. I mean, the people will be writing in telling me they do. And they're just like, literally, like a bit of tomato has just been spat on the side of it with a little bit of cheese, like, cheese like that. And then just a bit of like, whatever. And you just shove them in the grill. And I'll tell you what, I used to think, because I remember asking my mum where baguettes from, my mum was like France, and I used to think in my head... We are actually really good. <laughs> Not a shitty little council flat, bless us. <laughs> no carpet on the floor, but I thought, well, that's us. We're our French now. <laughs> More of this behaviour, please. Just less gravy, for fuck's sake. Stick with us because we've got super noodles, corn nuggets, microwave peas, microwave peas, sausages, tomatoes, chips and ice cream. Oh, doesn't the thought of that get you going a little bit? Come on, doesn't it make you wet your whistle? Chance to be a fine thing. (laughs) Not with microwave peas, though. Oh, you do yourself an injury. (laughs) 
And apparently there's even more fucking first-time callers. Jesus Christ, I don't know if we've got enough crisps for all these people. Debbie, you run down the shop and get some crisps, all right? And I'll talk to this lot for a couple of minutes. Go, run, go. I said run, run. She's not running. Fucking, what a lazy bitch. Anyway, shout-outs this week <laughs> go to Kate, who is celebrating their 28th birthday. Happy birthday, Kate, it says to say here. Happy birthday. Producer Tim, what does this look... Do, do I look like I'm fucking presenting Blue Peter? Do, is this what I've been resigned to now? Saying happy birthday to fucking people. Do I look like that posh, annoying blonde bird that used to present it? Don't answer that, Tim. Do not answer that, Tim. Happy birthday, Kate. Lovely. Good. If you want any more shout-outs, remember to come and join us. <laughs> Over on the internet, be our social media's friends. At After The Tone, P-O-D. We love a little midweek gossip over there, don't we? Yes. Now, you know what I'm going to ask? Listen, we don't want to ruin your fun by trying to sell you websites or things to shave you down belows with. Why? Because capitalism just wants us to buy things because it likes to try and make us feel like inadequate people. So, we'll cut to the chase. Why not come and join us over on Patreon? Uh, This season, because we'd love to fit more of your contributions in, and often we can't because of time constraints, we are going to be sharing one call and response exclusively over on our Patreon for this season. There'll also be contributions from the rest of the team, and no doubt I will be running more potato-related polls. This week's Patreon call is going to be between me and a lovely person called Elle in York. Head to patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Help us keep the lights on here so you can keep listening. And finally, remember, press that subscribe button for me because, I mean, come on, I am fucking bored of asking you, to be honest. I mean, it's like getting blood from a stone with you lot. It's very simple instruction, and I can see the ones which haven't done it, okay? You fucking lazy showers. So please, press that button, merci beaucoup, or I will come and find you. Yes, that is a threat. Coming up at the end of the show, that number to call if you fancy having your voice heard. But first, let's go back into the pub. Debbie's back with the crisps. Yeah, she's back with the crisps. And, oh, got a little text message from Tim, actually. I mean, I know he's technically in the corner of the room, but, you know, non-verbal. We like to communicate through. I just actually prefer communicating with the team digitally because I just actually can't stand their faces. Uh, They're not even allowed to look at me in the eye, which I think is healthy. Okay, I think that's a sign of a healthy relationship. (laughs) Apparently, there's a text message here from somebody because you were fucking too lazy to leave a voice note. No idea who it's from, but it says, thoughts on gravy. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, if I get some fucking contract for a gravy company out of this, I will... I'll, 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 I'll take the money. <laughs> thoughts on gravy. Bisto is better than Oxo. And when my mum first met my dad, the only thing he'd eat was chicken chips tin marifat peas and bisto gravy. I'll tell you what, I'm going out with someone so posh, the NHS one, who I put down a cup of that gravy shit because, I mean, we were having a sort of meal that you do that and, of course, I'm not going to have it. And I said, I've made you some gravy in that very loving way that I have. And uh, he said to me, that's not gravy. Is that posh that gravy in a cup isn't gravy? I know. He was lucky not to be wearing it. Hey Scotty, uh, LTL, FTC here. What am I having for my tea? Well, I've just had it actually. I just had a Audi flatbread with onion and something, cheese. And it's like, it was seven days out of date, but it just turns out that I needed something because I split up with my partner of 
nearly 15 years, beginning of April, and I just really need a cuddle. But I really need a man hug, really. But I ain't got one, so flatbread will have to do. I hope you will. Thanks. Bye. Oh, bless you. Hello. First off, let me get you a badge. Oh, sorry, I haven't got fucking any badges because I told everybody we're not doing fucking badges. Welcome to the room, LTLFTC. Who are you? Do you remember, people, when you do walk into the room, like, if you can, give us a name or something that we can indicate you by because forever this person's going to be known as Flatbread. (laughs) So, hello, Flatbread. (laughs) It's lovely to have you in the room. Isn't a heartbreak a bit of an arsehole, isn't it? I mean, hopefully... It was productive. It's it's done for the right reasons. You know, you know me. I'm desperate to ask. I'm absolutely fucking desperate to ask. I love knowing people's business. I absolutely love knowing people's business. I was they're trying to think. You know, they do that game, which is like, um, what would you have for your death row meal? I mean, it's a very sinister game when you think about it. When people say, what would you have for your death row meal? And you're like, that's quite a strange thing to ask somebody, isn't it? But I wonder if it's a bit more interesting to be like, okay, what's your heartbreak meal? Because I'll tell you what mine is. Controversially, absolutely controversially, spaghetti bolognese. Yes, I, do you know what? I hate it when people call it spag bowl. I can't abide it. You have to say it like they do, the Italians. And you have to make it like the Italians do. Because I'll tell you what, if the Italians had ever seen how English people make spaghetti bolognese, you just have to say it like that, okay? And that is the law. You do have to say it like that. They would, I'll tell you what, I think they'd be grateful for Brexit, to be fair. <laughs> So spaghetti bolognese is my version, but I don't like it with spaghetti. <laughs> God, now we're going to get down a rabbit hole, aren't we? I prefer it with, um, what's the big one? It's not fusilli, it's the, it's the like big tubey one. I don't know, they keep on calling them names that I can't remember. <laughs> I like it with the big tubey one. That's that's my preference for a heartbreak. What is your heartbreak meal, ATT listeners? I'd love to know. Listen, person, thanks for joining the room. And I tell you what, if you want to come back and tell us a bit more, do. I hope you get your cuddle. It doesn't need to be a gender cuddle. Men don't give better cuddles. Not in the fucking slightest. That is, what is that? Um, Just trying to work out what that is. It's, uh, well, one, it's a lie. And two, it's misogyny. And uh, let's not engage in it. (laughs) I hope you're having a lovely week. Favourite after school tea is... Sausages, tomatoes. Hey, are you calling me tomato? Yeah, I'm calling you a tomato. Sausages and tomatoes. And chips, sausages, tomatoes and chips. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I hate to cast aspersions. You know me, I don't like to stereotype people. But I know this person's as rough as me because we say the word tomato <laughs> in the same way. Tomato. Tomato. I can tell whoever you are, wherever you're calling from, me and you would get along very well just from the way that you say tomato. But I'm going to just draw that back out because tomato and sausage together, are you for real? Tom- I don't understand. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, that's just ectoplasm from the disgust. I don't understand how a vegetable goes with tomato. Let me just, a vegetable goes with a sausage. Let me just break this down in my head. Is that tomato like cooked? 
Is it just like raw? I might take back everything that I said <laughs> about liking you. <laughs> and a wee one in the background. Are you calling me tonight? <laughs> More of this. Okay, in primary school, maybe when we were like two or three, my mum was in for parents' evening and they had this wall in the classroom of like everyone's favourite tea that they made it on like felt or whatever, like bits of silly, not silly string, what's it called, pipe cleaners and all. Obviously everyone done like chicken nuggets and chips or egg and chips or something and chips. And then she was trying to find mine, she was going, where's, where's Gina's? And the teacher came over and was like, Gina's got a very advanced palate for her age. And my mum went, what do you mean? They're like, well, everyone's done like fish fingers and art and she's made a spaghetti carbonara. <laughs> and I stand by her. But it uh just the visual just the visual of some seven year old with felt being like I'm gonna make carbonara <laughs> If you've got a picture of that I would love to see it. Do you remember felt crazy felt? I mean, sorry, just a little moment. Like a sort of neurodiverse thing for me is when I start to imagine the texture of things. Oh, it makes me feel a bit sick. Oh, felt is one of those things. Oh, it's hideous, isn't it? But do you remember? Do you remember craft? Do you remember when you could literally just spend an afternoon being like, I'm just going to play with some felt tip pens and have the best time of my life and be like, I don't know if anybody else did this. This is quite revealing about who I was. But I'd sit there and I'd be like i've just drawn a village <laughs> and this is where the people live in the hospital and this is the houses that they have <laughs> this like massive town planning i'm in the wrong game i should have gone into town planning to be fair listen 10 points for your mother giving you the taste palettes that you do carbonara at such a young age do you know what i think i've only had one carbonara in my life and that was just despite an ex-boyfriend <laughs> Because is it just... Listen, the Italians are going fucking crazy for this episode. Because is it a spaghetti with bacon and a bit of egg? Is that it? I mean, I should look it up, but... Let, actually, come on, right, I'm going to look it up. Fuck it. Oh, that's the Italian police in the background. Polizia. I, I, I'm very multilingual, aren't I? Sp- sp- spaghetti carbon. Carbonara. Oh, no, it comes from more than anything else. It's Italian dish from Rome with eggs hard cheese cured pork i mean come on it's just bacon and cheese with a bit of spaghetti i grew up on such things carbonara you hard i would do you know what you've called it carbonara but really it's just like bacon cheese and spaghetti in it my favorite after school dinner was something we only had when kids other kids came around it's very 90s but it was veggie fingers and it used to have cider chips. It used to have maybe like corn or peas or something. And there was always like a wee blob of super noodles as well on the side. Sometimes there was um, crispy pancakes done in the oven. Um, like the Findus crispy pancakes with like the cheese in the middle. But that is my favourite after school dinner. Also, I grew up in Scotland, so gravy on most things. Gravy and cheese on most things. Hello, oh my God, I am so, well, first off, hi, I think you know, 
lovely. And I could really hear that accent. And I was like, well, where is it from? So I think some of it is from Scotland, but I think some of it's from elsewhere. So I was very, oh, I was very taken by this call. And there was a wee one in the background. You know me. You're winning, actually. If there was a prize for best call every week, it'd be you. It be you. Now, veggie fingers. Disgusting. They do not hold any form. You know, like, if you put a fish finger or a veggie finger, you know, (laughs) wherever you put it, in the grill, they just don't hold themselves together, do they? They are like a pissed teenager. They are just fucking all over the place. There's just, like, no, like, you know, like, I don't know. What the, what the word? There's no rigidity to them. They have no, um, <laughs> they have no self-respect. <laughs> you put them in, and all of a sudden they're just like all over the place. No, no. So I, I, I'm gonna not allow the veggie finger to be present in the room. But the crispy pancake. Well, what I could tell you about crispy pancakes. So my granddad used to work for the company that used to make them. So he used to steal them. I don't care. He's dead. What are they gonna do? Fucking come and ask me for the two pound fifty back for him? I mean, fine, you can have them. I'll just sue you from the third degree burns that that melted cheesy ham shit gave us. Oh my God. It was, do you remember the temperature of a Finder's crispy pancake? I tell you what, if you don't know what a crispy pancake is, it is a working class crepe that's been deep fried and covered in, I don't know what you call it, but fish fingers back in the day used to be covered in the same thing. They used to call it breadcrumb, but come on, be fair. It's like orange dust. I think they now just put them on crisps, don't they? It's like orange dust. It wasn't breadcrumb. It was just, it wasn't right. It was, it's probably illegal. It probably was illegal with EU regulation, but probably now with this shower of knobheads, it's probably be legalised again because, you know, make Britain Britain again by having orange dust on fucking frozen food. I, controversially, wasn't a big fan of the cheese and ham one. Much preferred the minced meat. Do you know why? It had a very good, very considered amount of gravy with inside it. It wasn't fucking running out. Do you know what? I wonder if the, the pancake, the crispy pancake, has been run out of town by this modern malarkey of the Kiev. That's gentrification, isn't it? The Kiev has gentrified the crispy pancake. And I think I think we need to reclaim that. Hey, Scotty. My dinner last night was an absolute flop. I thought I'm, I'm desperate for some nice oven food tonight, something really comforting. And I went for corn nuggets crispy potato slices and peas I thought yeah Friday night I'm ready for this and I just I overcooked everything I don't know how it just it was really really dry and horrible I even over microwaved the peas like what the fuck (laughs) and I had some I had some of this bacon vegan mayonnaise on the side and it was literally the most bacony thing I've ever eaten in my life so I'm under pressure today to do better. I hope that your dinner last night was better than mine, mate. <laughs> well, yes, my dinner probably was better because I wasn't microwaving fucking peas. Micro, micro, micro. Uh, I've never heard of the sort. I mean, first off, keep fucking bacon mayonnaise to yourself. These are two genres of food that I like separately. Thank you very much. I know people. Okay, trigger warning. I'm about to say something hideous. I know some people that have mayonnaise with a bacon sandwich. I don't get it. When you said nice oven food, I thought oxymoron. And I thought, well, bear with me here, because actually I don't think oven food is supposed to be nice. Do you know what I mean? I prefer nuggets 
or as like the kids say, nugs. I mean, disgusting, isn't it? Just call it nuggets. I mean, you're not saving any time and you are just making me more repulsed by saying nugs. I think vegetarian nuggets are nicer overcooked. I want crispy, crunchy food, as you can tell from my opinions on wetness. I'm going to put this out to the room. Can you overdo shit you put in an oven that's come out of a freezer? Discuss. Hi, Scotty. So my ice cream van order is a 99 with raspberry sauce. And I'm here with my mum. And what is your order? I would like an oyster with raspberry sauce. Oh, oyster. Do they have those in England? I don't know. Well, if you don't, you're missing out. Um, Mavis, what would you like? Mavis doesn't want anything, but thank you so much. Hi. Good evening, Nornarn. Lovely to have you in the room. Um, Now, a 99 with raspberry sauce, a very basic order. You can really tell something about people's order down on the ice cream van, can't you? A 99 with raspberry. Where where are the nuts? Apart from if you've got an allergy, because that would probably make it a bit dangerous, but probably a bit more fun for everybody else. (laughs) I want I also raspberry sauce is disgusting. Why wouldn't you choose the chocolate sauce? The raspberry sauce is like it's not even raspberry, it doesn't even taste of raspberries. It just tastes like sugary water. Do you know what I mean? It's just like someone's gone, Do you want some sugar water on top of this frozen sugar water? <laughs> now, they do get oysters over here, and they are the choice of people of a certain age. People who have their sort of like peak ice cream experience in the decade of the 70s choose an oyster. So I'm going to make an assumption that your mum is of that age because it's the choice that my mother and father will always have, always have, like ding, 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 ding. I don't know what song that is. I just sort of made it up. But, you know, just we composer of ice cream fan songs, apparently. Now, they'd always say, go get me an oyster. Now, an oyster is about £2.50. I mean, it was back in the day. It's probably, with inflation, it's probably about 95 quid now, isn't it? I like a regional classic. They have them down south. I don't know if they have them up north. I think they do have them up north, but they call them something else. It's called a Popeye. Now, this is a 99. If you don't know what a 99 is, dear listener, because that is quite a... I think that might be a, a UK thing. It's a cone, an ice cream cone, with ice cream, you know, as an ice cream cone is. But then you shove an ice pop or a popsicle as people over the water might call it, into the ice cream. And it's one of the most delicious things of all time. I'll tell you what, some of the best ice cream I've ever had has been in the America, the United States of. There's one place in particular, you look at the size of an ice cream here compared to the size of an ice cream cone over there, and you will feel robbed of a childhood. And they have this thing where they like, they do your ice cream, and instead of just like putting a bit of sauce on it, they dunk it in hot chocolate and of course because it's so cold it just solidifies straight away so you don't have none of this drippy drippy malarkey it's like having a chalk ice you know like a a, i do describe a chalk ice a chocolate ice cream (laughs) on a cone oh these people and you know what sometimes they like poke a hole in it and they put like juice in the inside of it i think people in the united states of america are doing ice cream much better than people here if you are listening over that way, I'd love to know what your ice cream du jour is, you know, like what your favourite is. And if there are some regional classics that, you know, perhaps, I mean, some kids I grew up with, their ice cream van order was a couple of cigarettes because you used to be able to buy fags from the ice cream man. 
<laughs> oh, you know you're off when. Anyway, get in contact with us. I want to keep this ice cream chat alive. And that's it, for fuck's sake, thank God for that. If anyone keeps on fucking calling about gravy, I'll tell you what, I won't be here to see the end of this season. <laughs> Listen, that number again if you want to join the party, because remember, you can join in about anything, or you can bring to the table whatever's on your mind. We love a 10-second confession, we love a question to ponder. You don't have to be entertaining, because I'm not, so I put that pressure on yourself. So send me a voice note using WhatsApp to this number. Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Honestly, it is that simple. I'm a lovely person. We'll have a good giggle. Loads of first-time callers have ripped off the plaster for this season. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You know, a little tip, I thought, you know, maybe if you're a bit nervous, you can write the thing that you want to say down in front of you so that when you get onto the voice note, you've got that in front of you. That might just help. Might help a little bit. Listen, thank you so much. We are very excited to see what this next season holds. So uh, love from me and the ATT crew. And I'll see you next time for this that and the other uh unless i die which i mean in which case i mean it's been i mean it's been okay (laughs) see you on the other side After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Bride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis, Digital Producer Capriel. After the Tone is a Debbie production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 